for Tom Lawler. Thank you. Yeah. What's up, everyone? 2018. It is live on Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. I am your host, Paul Apostolakis, my ever-present co-host, Sal Kuzmano. Good morning, buddy. How are you, man? Pretty good. Happy 2018. Thank you. Two very special guests, Tom Lauer and Danny Schick. How Happy are you? New Year, Paul. Thank you, buddy. How are Happy you? Happy New Year, Sal. That's Tom. What's up, Paul? How are you? These guys hail from Real Team Real Estate. They are close friends of ours. Um, we get along fairly well. Um, so I want to talk to you guys a little bit uh, about what you guys do. You guys are going to talk to us a little bit about how uh, tech is changing the industry, the importance of availability of your, uh, of your agents, some topics we're going to get into, uh, the year in review. I kind of want to just have an open discussion. And I also want to have an open discussion about the year going forward. We're kind of like in between, right? So we'll talk a little bit about that. I Also, something that's kind of near and dear to my heart, we will talk about blockchain in real estate. It is potentially a game changer. We'll talk a little bit about that. I, I see Tom kind of smiling with his beard. I like Bitcoin. You do? I do. Okay. All right. It was one of your goals for this year. It was. Well, it, what do I you saw mean? that. I just want to own one Bitcoin. Uno? Takes, takes, takes a while to get there, like 12 grand. I mean, yeah, it depends on what day you're, let's say they're 20 or 10. So, uh, so Tom and Danny, obviously you guys are from Real Team. Tell us, uh, Tom, why don't we start with you? Give us some background on yourself, uh, how you got into real estate, and uh, we'll, then we'll move on to Danny, who's not as interesting. Okay. Um, well, sure. I, I'm from the west side of the state, a little town called Ionia, Michigan. Wh- which has a prison, by the way. It has several prisons. Oh, yes. okay. All right. So um, I went to Central Michigan University, got a degree in marketing, and um, did that for about a year. Mm-hmm. Lived in Florida for a while, and then and came back to Lansing, got my wife pregnant. And Congratulations. Thank you. And um, at the time, I was working for myself and sold the business. So I was made myself unemployed, mm-hmm. and I had a, a child on the way. So I decided, gosh, I, I need to do something. So the only place that would hire me was Quicken Loans. Right. Yeah. So I, was, I made the drive from... from uh, Lansing to Livonia every day, mm-hmm. and then uh, I just got tired of mortgages. Mm-hmm. I could see that. You know, the people yeah. you got to work with. Yeah, it just it's probably your coworkers. Huh? That's right. Yeah, yeah. all the coworkers. I get um, it. Yeah. So anyway, I decided to make the <laughs> jump. I, I thought I wanted to do both mortgages and real estate, so I tried that for about a year, and then. Uh, I'm just not the type of person that can have too many irons in the fire. I need to focus on one thing. Yeah. So I decided to stick with real estate. I met Danny and his mom. Uh, through a mutual friend, and at the time they were a three or four person team. I want to say we were, th- yeah, four. We four. Were four. Um, so we we got together and and started Real Team about a year later. Awesome. Yeah, it's and it's been, been all all downhill from there. Yeah. Well, it's not without its challenges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Danny, how about you, man? I know that you you come your 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 mom obviously has been in the industry for some time. Um, you come kind of come from a background of agents uh, or, or or like a history of it. Uh, so talk to me about what, you know, drove you to go into that industry and kind of like you, you've obviously owned it since then. Sure. My dad's also a real estate agent. Oh, I didn't know that. And my grandfather. So a long it. line yes. of real estate agents. You're, you're like, yeah. So okay. I was literally like three, four, five years old, putting up like home warranty riders on signs <laughs> and taking pictures. I'm not kidding. I mean, that's, all, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So I went to Central as well. Um, so there's a lot of us at our company, actually, that did go to Central Michigan. Makes sense. But right out of college, I hopped right into real estate. Um, 
really didn't know where I was going to go with this career. And uh, I've built a lot of key relationships that happened to just fall into my lap, and I'm very grateful for all of them. And that's where Real Team came together, just yeah. because of all the, the different individuals that came together to build this company. Um, and we're excited for what's ahead in 2018 and beyond. Yeah, and just to talk about your model at Real Team, I mean, I think it's interesting. You guys have a real strong ability to take the person right out of college or someone that doesn't have a lot of experience that, that you know that doesn't have a book of business and kind of get them going pretty quickly. Uh, and I think a good majority of your of your population of employees are, are like millennials or younger people right out of college, and they're seeing a lot of success because of the system that you guys have built. And I think it's really something noteworthy to, to talk about. Yeah, I mean, ironically, real team is a real team. Like everyone works together. It's all like you guys do huddles and all that. It's it's very uh, inspiring, I think, for someone who's not in the business to come into there, learn what they need, and get the support that they have. For sure. And we accept the fact that we haven't mastered the game. Mm -hmm. We haven't mastered business. We fail every single day, and we Good. take those failures and improve our systems and processes every single day. Yeah. Yeah. So for the millennial, or for the not just millennials, but for the young people that are coming out of college, I guess they all are millennials. But um, they they don't have a ton of money, you know. And to get into real estate can be expensive. Yeah. When you look at buying leads and buying signs and photography and and just to be a real estate agent, you're going to spend at least thirty grand a year, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we take that away from them. We shoulder all that burden, and um, I think that's what makes it a little easier for these new people to get into real estate is we lower that barrier of entry. Yeah. Um, obviously, we expect a lot from them, though, if we're going to do that, because essentially we're paying everyone a salary. Mm -hmm. um, so we expect a ton from them. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the, the people that are willing to do the work seem to succeed and find success in, in their first year. You know, we have agents that are over eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 in their first year. That's wild. But what's awesome is in your model, they get to focus on what's most important, which is prospecting, selling, Correct. you know, getting in front of people as opposed to processing a deal or, you know, scheduling inspections, things like that, which bogs people down who need to be making calls. Oh, Jesus right. Christ, guys. I get real team on the show. Oh, That's like a it's David. Hey, David. Yeah. <laughs> David, we just, I mean, we're, we're doing our show. You do this all the time. You're like Kramer from uh, Kramer. These guys would probably only take top billing. I can imagine you guys called Real Team in December. Hey, guys, can you come on in December? They're like, we'll be the top of the New Year's show. Yeah, yeah. They right. they literally, we had to discuss. Even if you yeah. got to talk to them, you probably talk to their publicist. Yeah. Okay. Good talk. All right, thanks, buddy. David Hall. He does that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does what Not he wants. Time. His name's on the door, you know, so it he kind of does that. So, you guys, going back to your business, Something that I think there's two things I think that you guys really excel at. I mean, just from the outside looking in, I think you guys are very tech forward. You use technology to your advantage where, you know, you're not shying away from it. You look for ways to incorporate it to enhance the experience. Um, at the same time, I think you also have a, do a very good job of creating availability for your clients at any point in time, which I think is important. The last thing you want to hear is, hey, I want to go look at this house. Okay, well, we'll go look at it three days from now when the house is off the market. It doesn't work. So let's talk. Let's start with technology. Talk to me, and I know Tom, you do a lot of this, right? How are you always like finding the new tech to to make sure that your guys are ahead of the curve? Um, it, it's out of necessity, really. Um, you know, when we find a problem in our business, Danny's really good at pointing out holes in our business. Um, we've got a staff that's really good at finding what's not going well. Yeah. Um, and then we just we search it out. We search 
Inman. We search, uh, we ask other agents what's, what's working for them. Uh, we go to conferences. Like, we're just very forward thinking about what's the next best thing. It's, right. You know, it's, it's real estate loves to chase the shiny objects, so it's difficult to do. So there's a lot of testing involved. There's a lot of things we try and throw away. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, whatever we can do to plug a problem in our business, um, we try to look to technology to do that. Yeah, and I think uh, doing that is smart. I think there's, look, I mean, in our industry, there's a lot of like what I call dinosaurs or relics that aren't willing to like change the way they do business. I mean, when you know, when you get a handwritten purchase agreement, we're kind of past that now in our in our in our day. You know, you don't need to like hand write a, a PA or an addendum. You know, you just kind of get it e signed or do a docu sign, right? So you can kind of see where there's a shift happening. And with your team, um, I always notice that things are just kind of progressing in a very, very, uh, 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 you guys are very acute in your attention to the technology that you guys are using, which is good. Um, so talk to me about, you know, the importance of, of availability. Being that you guys have a real team, I notice that your buyers always have someone available for them at all times. And I think that's, that's an interesting model where, you know, if you're dealing with, uh, you know, Joe uh, broker over at XYZ company and they're not available to go take them look at to look at a house they're just out of luck with you guys it's a little bit different for sure well I mentioned failures before I've been there before in my first couple years in the business it was only my mom and I yeah then Erica came in so if we weren't available there were certain times where we had to say no to a client Mm. and it's not fun when that house sells before you get to go into it so we did make that decision to never have to have that happen ever again. Yeah. And uh, we have that guarantee where if somebody wants to see a house, we will get them into it as long as the seller will let us in the house. That's right. the only way it won't happen. Right. Um, you guys all know how fast the market's moving right yeah. now. A house goes on the market. As long as it's priced decent, it will sell really, really fast. Gone. Gone. Yeah. So we want to get in there really, really fast. And then the technology comes into play to get the offer written and over to the listing agent, it could be in the listing agent's inbox before we even leave the house, if yep. we want it to be. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's where you know, we're evolving and getting quicker and more efficient every single day. Yeah. So in 2018 news, Sal Cusmano uh, closed on his house. Hey, congrats, Sal. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Never yeah. thought that would happen. Yeah. No, no. me neither. He's, he's, like, not, he's not good with commitment. Not people. very committal, yeah, but no. it's changing this year. Yeah, a yeah, lot I of changes. What, what are some of your uh, New Year's <laughs> resolutions, Sal? Lose the jowl. Yeah. <laughs> we've, had a lot, uh, we've had a lot of jowl <laughs> talk today. Yeah, yeah, lots of jowl and fat jokes thrown my way lately. Well, but <laughs> I mean, it looks like your okay. neck's eating your face. Yeah. You look uh, great, Sal. You look great. But, yeah. No, I don't know. I'm not nice. But yeah, great experience, and like you said, I mean, it was a, it was a smooth, fast process. Just so know, audience knows, uh, Sal used uh, an agent at the real team for or their team to buy the house. It was a multiple offer situation. It was a hot house that hit the market, and we had an offer there first night it was listed and got the deal. Great. So you know, I feel like you said the urgency to be at the house, be able to get the house shown to me, you know, it was like, well, I'm, I got an appointment here, but so-and-so will show you. I mean, it's not like you need someone to explain every single thing in the house. It's about getting in there, getting a feel for it, and then be having the ability to write an offer right away. And with the team, you got that. One person can only do so much. True. For sure. That's where, you know, hiring that right agent is so challenging. 
Because if you like the idea of working with an individual agent, that can be great unless that individual agent happens to be busy and booked with appointments. Yeah. And if you're a successful agent, you will become booked with appointments. And that's where the team concept has blown up in the real estate industry. I closed over the holidays. So I knew that, you know, not knowing my agent's schedule, if she was out of town or whatever, I knew that I had a team. I hired a real team, not necessarily just an agent, right? Sal, you're you're my team. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Glad to be on it. Yeah. Just want you to know that. (laughs) I'm the fat guy in your team. Uh, (laughs) I'd say plump. (laughs) Plump. Thanks. Plumper. I no. think he's perfect. Yeah, no, things are good, man. Yeah, no, things are it's good. good. So, I mean, there's a few <laughs> things I wanted to talk about. First thing we'll get into before we go into the year interview and 2018 <clears> outlook <throat> is kind of going into, into technology. Blockchain, um, which was pioneered by Bitcoin, I know a lot. I mean, we don't want to get too technical, but blockchain basically is something that could potentially change the way lending, buying houses, and talking about being kind of like like thinking forward, I mean, this isn't going to happen in a year or two, but this is something that could change the way people transact in the real estate market. I don't know, Tom, how much do you know about blockchain, uh, using cryptocurrency to buy houses, uh, potentially doing what's called smart contracts where you're cutting out a lot of the middleman uh, title work? I mean, there's a lot of things that blockchain could change in our market. Right. I, I, I know enough to be dangerous. I own some of the actual currency, not any of the stock. So I pay attention to it every day. Yeah. Um, I have seen that there are some real estate companies accepting Bitcoin or Bitcash or yeah. Ethereum or, you know, whatever cryptocurrencies out there. I think it truly is the future just because um, people like that it's, it's a currency that's not backed by a government. You know, and, yeah. and some people trust that more. So, well, it's um, decentralized yeah. is the word I think that a lot of people use. Right. There's no owner of the currency. It's not backed by any uh, what what like normal fiat would be, like a dollar or a yen or, or these other right. things. Um, it's it's an interesting prospect where a lot of the middlemen that are used today to to make contracts to uh, execute contracts, something called the Ethereum network. I don't want to. This isn't a blockchain. Uh, program, but I think it's worthy of talking about in the future of our industry, we will have to adapt to this new technology. People are already starting. There's a company called uh, Propi or Propi. I'm not, I'm not sure how you say it. They sold an apartment in the Ukraine through its blockchain. They basically just sold it. They're, they're based out of Menlo, California. It calls itself the Amazon of real estate. They're already doing it, right? right? Right. I think I believe more in the blockchain technology than so much the currency to buy things, right? Like, I think it's a checks and balance system that will... There is a difference. There's a no technology doubt. behind the, the currency that was developed, which is blockchain, to your point. And then there's actually the currency that's run on it, right? Yeah, I mean, there's hundreds of different currencies right now. And I think in the end, you know, maybe one, two, three will win and actually be something that's viable to trade with and will have stability. But... Until then, I mean, you could buy a house with Bitcoin and tomorrow it could crash and someone's out, you right. know. So I think that the technology, though, is something that is useful in a lot of applications more than just the currency itself. No doubt. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens in 2018. <laughs> I mean, 2017 was a year of the cryptocurrency boom, right? And I think we're going to start seeing more application of it. I don't think it's going away. Not going away. Not going away. Is that your prediction? Yeah, definitely not going away. Not going away? Especially like Sal said, the technology itself and what blockchain is and um, 
how businesses are using their own type of blockchain, mm -hmm. not just Bitcoin or the currency, but they're using the technology of blockchain. Uh, that's definitely not going away. Yeah, that's the future. I believe in uh, Ethereum, you know, because that that currency is tied to its own blockchain technology. Just so right? the listeners know, Ethereum is more of a what they call a supercomputer or a world computer. It's blockchain that can be programmable. You can put what's called dApps on top of them, and we can get real technical. But the reality is it's not just a currency. It is literally something that you can use and, and create applications with as opposed to just paying for things. Right. But it's also a currency. Yeah, it's like a programmable <laughs> currency. Yep. Wow. Nuts. How crazy. I know, I know that's smart. You sound really smart with that. Did a Google search <laughs> this morning, didn't you? I oh. really read Crypto up a lot. is like... I'm like knee deep in it, man. Yeah. I have a More than that, man. Yeah, I got a problem. It's, not, it's nuts. I can't stop talking about it. All right, let's talk about the year in review, 2017. It was a banger of a year, in my opinion, for real estate. I mean, a lot happened. Um, you know, it started off kind of bumpy with the whole uh, election of Trump. Rates went up. Things seemed kind of weird at, at the beginning of the year, this time last year. And then it just kind of really took off and didn't slow down. I mean, that's my assessment of it. You guys are kind of more on the front lines. We're on the mortgage side. We're lending. We, you know, you guys are seeing more buyers and sellers. Um, I know we obviously had a uh, inventory problem in 2017, which really created a lot of demand, drove prices up. Um, what do you guys think was the main driving force of 2017 that kind of created that market? Confidence. Confidence. Confidence yeah. in the market. Yeah. Jobs locally, especially if we're just talking about Metro Detroit. Yeah. Or Michigan, Southeast Michigan. You know, any of our markets right here. Confidence is so high. Everyone that we talk to just seems to be in a very strong career place right now or getting ready to enter one. You know, people that we know that are just getting out of college. Just overall, the confidence is very high in the market. And I think it's national, to be honest with you. I mean, nationally, I mean, there's pockets of everything, right? But I think overall, the sentiment is wages are good, jobs are good, people are making money. I mean, that's what we're seeing across the country. Yes, Metro Detroit for sure really strong in that regards people are coming out of college and getting good jobs where you know four years ago they were scrambling to get right. a twenty five thousand dollar a year away, job blah, blah, blah. i mean your friends are all millennials getting out of college right like seven years ago but oh, yeah okay um yeah i mean and rates they, are still low yeah, yeah. rates yeah, are low rates are still great values are good it's a good time to sell and when you do put your home on the market it's gone you gone. know and as an agent or someone in the business you're not sitting on a deal for 90 days two weeks to 30 days, that thing's done, right? For sure. The ability to move definitely helps. People have the ability to sell because of their equity position in their house now, and yeah. then they can go buy that step up or step down house if they'd like to. Yeah. yeah. You okay, Tom? I'm great, man. Yeah. You're sick great. too, huh? We're Just all sick. Yeah. frog yeah. in the throat. All right. Know? Get it Just out. Frog. Sure you're all right. Yeah. So yeah, 2017 was a, a, a really good year for real estate. Let's be honest. I mean, uh, I've seen a lot of people that like didn't do real estate that all of a sudden want to become real estate agents. It's like everybody wants to be a real estate agent all of a sudden, which kind of happens in our industry, you know. Um, and you don't, you know, I always say this land of the blind, the one eye man is king. Like there's not a lot of great agents. And so, you know, there's a lot of opportunity in that market. Um, so when I start seeing a lot of people kind of start inquiring about becoming a real estate agent, that's when you know kind of the tides have turned. Nobody wanted to be a real estate agent five years ago. You know, or like six years ago. I mean, there was not like a sexy thing to do. You're scrapping and clawing and doing, uh, you know. Uh, they were all doing mortgages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to switch, actually. You guys hire me. <laughs> I mean, no. What am I dealing with in my life? Uh, 2018. Uh, what are your predictions, guys? 
Um, I've got my ideas, but I'm going to leave it up to you guys. You, you tell me what what do you think the market's going to do in 18? If you had to like predict three or four things, I think it's uh, uh, you know being a mortgage guy, I think it's rate related. <clears throat> I think if rates stay low, then we're going to see what we've seen in 2017. Yeah. Um, there is with the new tax bill. There's going to be a little bit. <clears throat> excuse me. You're dying. I am dying. Um, We're all dying. Well, true. <laughs> um, there's going to be a little bit of the market that goes away because of the five-year versus the two-year on your primary residence for, for capital, for gains, capital gains. Yeah, I think that will affect some people. You people know, won't move as. There's going to be some right? people that could have sold today that are going to say, "Well, you know, let's wait 24 months so we don't have to pay 30 grand right. capital gains." So that could slow things down, but I think if rates stay low, we're we're going to be in a good spot. I would look for more new construction. I think more inventory is going to hit the market through that way versus mm-hmm. existing homes, homes right. right? Existing homes aren't being created, right? <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't, and people, I think we're still going to have an inventory problem in 2018, in my opinion. No doubt. And I, I think it's more of the same as long as rates stay, you know, close to where they are now. Yeah. So you think it's you think rates really have a driving force? Because I don't. Personally, I don't think you're going to see a difference if it's four percent or five percent. I think people are still buying; they might just buy less. No, I, I think I, when I say rates, I mean like once we get over six, six and a quarter on a thirty year, I think yeah. that's when things change again. Yeah, anything under six, six and a quarter, I, I, more of the same. I, think I, I, I get it. Yeah, a lot but, of it. But six, six is ultimately low. It is historically, the, yeah, the time of history. You know, for sure. So like it's gonna get there. We're gonna see seven. We're gonna see eight. We're gonna see ten yeah. again. That's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it ties into and is relative to the price of rent, right? True. You you know, that's what people look at, right? You don't go to the dealership and say, man, what's my interest rate on my lease? No. No no one cares, right? What's my payment, right? So if it's cheaper to lease versus buy, that might be something you do, right? But uh, ultimately, I think uh, there's still going to be an inventory problem, but I think there's a heavy burden on the builders and the developers to create more inventory. Right. Danny, do you think that um, more millennials are going to enter the market or do you think more uh, baby boomers looking to move out and kind of downsize is going to kind of move the market? Like there's two, two parts of that, right? You got got the brand new buyer or the, or they're upgrading because they're having a family. And then you also have the baby boomers who are retiring, who are moving out of their homes and looking for condos or, you know, whatever it is. I think they're both a key part of the market in 2018. Yeah. So I believe that demand will stay very high, just like it has been, going back to the confidence and just the market here. I do think that we'll see more inventory hitting the market, but they're going to sell really fast in 2018 still. Because the demand is so high. Because the demand is so high. So the homes on the market still will remain relatively low, I believe. Yeah. The um, the, 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 yeah, the inventory. The inventory well, itself. But you'll see, I, I believe once this snow melts, you'll see the bandwagon happen where you'll see a lot of signs entering mm-hmm. the ground. Yeah. It'll still be extremely important, though, to be that buyer to get out there as soon as it hits the market. Right. Instead of, you know, 10 buyers for every one listing, now there's two listings for every 10 buyers. For sure. Right? They're still at imbalance. I still think there's like that great question of when is the right time to sell your house? When is it? You tell me. You're the guy. It tell depends, me. It depends who you talk to. So right now, inventory is so low. Like if, if I were to go sell my, if I wanted to sell my house right now, I think I would do it right now because I know that I don't have any competition in my neighborhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're the guy. If I waited 
two to three months, I know that there will be signs in my neighborhood and it won't just be my house as the only one for sale. Yeah. So I think there's ar- arguments for both absolutely. for sure. And I, but I don't think, I don't think there's a bad time. There's, there's pros and cons to each, you know, and I, I think there are some definite pros to selling right now because you're the only girl at the dance. I'd love to be the only girl. I think, yeah, but there's only two guys at the dance. <clears throat> yeah, but they're both serious. Right. But yeah, no they doubt. want a date. No then doubt. you sell yeah. your house, no. and then you have to buy where there's not a lot of competition either. Well, there's a ton of competition for a small amount of houses, right? And right. it's like, I think that people move for a life event, right? You're having a family. You're doing this. Unless you're an investor and you're trying to time, right? And I feel like most people who try to time things usually end up losing. For it's sure. It's kind of like just... Pull the trigger when you want to sell your house. Right? For sure. Exactly. There are a lot of people right now that are saying, I'm going to wait to list my house until, you know, until spring now. Yeah. Like there is that herd mentality that you still hear. Right. And uh, it'll be just interesting to watch inventory this year. Definitely. Love this song. You know what this means? Is it over? It's it's yeah. pretty much over, guys. <laughs> it's yeah. all over, man. Yeah, it, go, it moves fast. Uh, tell, tell the audience how they can get a hold of you guys. Uh, mirealteam.com mi is in michigan r-e-a-l-t-e-a-m.com or give us a call at 586-580-8092 want to see a house we'll get you in one more one more time with that number 586-580-8092 donald trump has a bigger button did you guys see that tweet no i don't yeah look at look it up it's amazing (laughs) i got a bigger button he said and it works True, though. Right, Sal? Yeah. All right. I love you guys. <laughs>